Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. How are you doing, Dad? I'm doing well, Steve. How are you? Yes, not too bad. Yes, it's, it's, it's chaos as always with the toddler running around. Um, but yeah, we're doing all right. Yeah, doing all right. Um, just working hard and getting through very tired every day, you know, just it's, it's exhausting. And we haven't even got the second one yet. <laughs> I know. it's dry. Well, they say, and certainly with my experience, two is easier to manage sometimes than the one because one will keep the other amused. Do you know what I mean? You, you, you find they, they can play together as long as they're compatible. But um, generally speaking, that, that was my experience anyway. And uh, so, hopefully. But um, it, it's all worth it, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's exhausting. It's one of the most tiring, all-consuming things that I've ever done. But it's <laughs> um, it delivers in terms of the love that they give and, and the joy that they bring. It's, it's, mm. it's one of the most like crazy, like, um, what's the word? Just both, both equally amazing and exhausting, you know, mm. at the same mm. time. It's very strange. Um, but yeah, it's, it's otherwise it's very lovely. You know, the, the place we're living in is, is great. The area is lovely. We're really settled into the area now. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's all all very nice. Um, although we are getting a lot of rain at the moment, it's everywhere's being battered, isn't it? At the moment, well, we are not alone. We we've um, had um, our porch uh, in the front of our place. As, um, the the wind was blowing uh, the rain uh, directly into it, and we had a little bit of flooding in our cellar. Not too serious, but uh, it just shows you where it, where it can get. Mm. And uh, but uh, I mean everywhere on the west coast has been suffering badly. When some of the pictures that's come from there, and I'm sure that's all over the country. So, mm. uh, but we get through it. Yeah, we do. We do. We had a power cut this morning. I wasn't sure that we'd be able to do this podcast. That's so I wasn't right. even sure we'd actually have the have the capabilities to record. But here we are. We've done it. Um, so. We've got a few things to talk about this week. We've had a question that's come in that I want to pose to you, Dad. And then we've also got the finished Puma from last week. And you've also started another picture. So quite a lot to talk about. Let's um, start off with this uh, comment that came on from YouTube from CG. Uh, they say, thanks for this demonstration. So this is actually on the rocks demonstration that we put up both on our website and on YouTube. And that you did that a little while back to show people how to draw rocks. And with such a tricky subject like that, um, you wanted to cover it in some detail. So that is now available on our website and on YouTube to watch for free. Um, so they say, thanks for the demonstration. I was wondering uh, if I was using a non-sanded textured paper like the Fabriano Tiziano, uh, would I have to follow the same procedure as you do, you do with pastel mat or the procedures you use with engray paper? So on that exercise, you're using pastel mat. Does it differ if you're using a textured paper, a different textured paper like Ongre or Tiziano? Well, um, the majority of my art experience over the last 40 years has been with Ongre. It's only recently that I've been uh, probably preferring to do the pastel mat, simply because it's, um, 
it's more responsive and you can put light over dark, which is one of the problems you have with ombre. Uh, it's sometimes not easy to do that. However, and I've done an awful lot of rocks, not only with, um, with the pastel map, but of course with uh, the ombre as well. And I never really had a problem. And when I um, worked with the pastel map, I used the same procedure that I did with ombre and it worked out fine. I think probably... In, if I was being honest, I still would prefer the pastel mat for it because you've got that little added bonus of being able to put the light back on better than you can when you're using the ombre. But it would work the same way. You shouldn't. You shouldn't need to um, do anything different. Okay. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, thanks for the question. Um, if you do end up using if anyone else out there is using different papers for that exercise, be interested to see how you get on. And, and in general, if people found that exercise really helpful, I know that you were quite keen to cover it because uh, it is so difficult to do. Um, so if people have found that useful, that exercise, then please let us know. And if they do it, then, then we'd love to see how you get on. There is one benefit, um, uh, I just thought, with pastel mat over ombre. And that is with ombre, you've got a tooth. Now, I used to love that tooth, and it, it can, can come in very handy. But uh, it does, you do need to fill the paper up. Otherwise, you'll get that tooth that runs usually horizontal uh, showing through. But with Pastamat, you don't have that. It's a plain paper, so you don't have that problem. It's a problem, it's not a problem. That You've got to get over the difficulty with ombre where with pastel mat you don't have to worry quite so much okay good good excellent okay so moving on we've uh we'll show the finished picture of the puma let's see if i can use this new setup that i used last week to show everyone what that looks like and look at this i mean it's stunning dad it's so dramatic um the background really uh I was I don't know if I was expecting you to do something different with the background like a different color but actually I think that it, the drama of having that sort of similar color tone um in the background um it sort of it sort of adds to that uh drama of the the animal as well. well do you remember last week when we we shot the section of that and I said that the background had some of that color in it but it was very obscure. There was other um, green, greens and whites and ochres in there, which I couldn't use, really. You've got to stick to the uh, tonal um, value of the animal. And it was pretty obvious. I would, but when I, got, when I started the background and at the top, worked across round the ear and worked down, that's on the left-hand side, I was thinking at the time, oh, how far do I go? Do I go right to the bottom or do I stop? Well, you know me and two-third rule. I thought, well, no, if I stop two-thirds of the way approximately down and then I use the light after that, uh, that's the, uh, the same colour that is the base colour for the top. So it's, it's all the same tone. Um, that should work out. And I did that, but of course you can't have a line. Well, you could, but it wouldn't work. You've got to have a faded line. 
So I thought, okay, well, that's fine. So I got the old finger out and blended it in. And very soon I could see that this was going to be perfect. So I continued all the way to the bottom. Well, I did do at the bottom of that left-hand side, I put just a little bit of the dark back in again. So you get a little bit more of um, balance. So leaving that sort of centre area there a little lighter. Then I also put just a little bit of colour in there just to show that it wasn't just a you know, bare, um, uh, earthy ground or wherever it was there. Uh, so And that made all the difference. And I was very pleased with that in the end. It, it, it was the obvious thing to do. I did, at one point in time, suggest, I thought I was going to use a green and add the green, but the green wouldn't have gone in. It would have looked awful with it. So mm, There isn't really any tones in the picture that mm. sort of remotely resemble green. You know, there's no... You know, it's... A little bit in the eye. It, it's not it's not a bright green it was a, like a dull green in the eye just a touch but not much and um but it's yes you you probably can just about see that now it's probably on the, more on the left than it is on the right that side just a touch can you see it now it's a little yeah bit it's sort of, sort of almost like ochery very light i mean i this is so good i could go literally so so far into no you should do that and i and, and i've recommended people in the past to do that when you look at that you think god he must have put a lot of detail in that i didn't it, it was very quick to do and this is one of the things i found recently that you can you can get a more realistic look if you don't overwork your um, subject it's so easy to do that keep going and think, oh, well, I'll I put that little bit in and I'll make sure that, you know, whiskers there or whatever. If you start fiddling about like that, you're going to lose it. And I found that I, I have to stop myself from doing that. I get so far and thinking, that'll do, good, that looks... And then I carry on. And sometimes, and in this case, I did actually return to it later because when you see it again, you can think, hmm... Maybe we could just tweak it a little, but you've got to be very careful with that. And that's one of the things that um, I would impress on people. Don't fiddle and play with your picture. If it works, leave it. But there is one thing I'd like to point out that I didn't realise until I'd finished the picture and was watching it back, funny enough. I honed in on the area... You see my signature? Yeah, well, Above that, there, just where you've got that um, little cross there, that bit there, I was absolutely gobsmacked at how realism, realistic the fur was. You know what I mean? You can see it there very clearly. It, it's like, um, it was a bit like you said to me the other day, I think it was last week, it reminded you a little bit of the koala. Yeah. Remember that? Well, mm -hmm. um, that... that it's the kind of same system. You, whereas the face is obvious, fur direction. When you go to those that um, that other area above the signature, it's not quite so much fur direction. I still do work in the fur direction, but I work in a kind of round, circular movements. Mm. Don't ask me why. It's just that when I see it, I do it. 
Yeah. And I, and I was particularly pleased with that and the way it actually came out. So all in all, Steve, it's a lovely picture and uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's striking because of the simplicity of it. It's just almost one colour, isn't it? Just various shades. I was going to ask you how many colours, you know, roughly, was there a lot in this picture? Uh, well, not, not, no, not, not really. The fur, for instance, would have had um, white and there's a, an off-white in there as well. And then you've got that colour. I can't remember the colour. It's a Carandash colour. It's the colour that you see in the background on the lighter part, that, that colour there. Uh, that's the, and the, it's the base colour for all of the rest of the animal. That colour... And then I use 610, 635, and a little touch of 175 and um, black. And that made up all of the fur. So you, you, don't, you don't overdo, you don't overwork. In a minute, I'm going, we're going to show another picture, which I'm planning to do next. And the, you'll see the difficulty there. When you look at the pictures, how many pencils are you going to need? And there's so many, you think, I'm not going to use all those. But you have to put, you have to get those out and put them in, because when you compare it with the original photograph, which I always do, and I try to make it as clear and as, as um, accurate as I can to that um, photographic reference, because it's the only reference we've got, um, then the, the amount of pencils, you, you kind of bring them down. You start off with a whole bunch and then you start whittling it down. And certainly the last few pictures I've done, I've not used about six or seven pencils, which I thought I was going to use. But you don't, you don't use them for the sake of it. Mm. It's a very interesting. It's one of the things that I would impress on people when they're doing a picture. Try to keep the minimum amount of pencils for maximum effect. That's just saying, isn't it? But that's that's exactly what you do. You you try to restrict the amount of pencils you use. If you got if you're using a uh, oil or watercolor or acrylics, then you mix your paints. So you you mix those colors to get exactly the right color that you're looking for. With pastel pencils, you can't do that so easily. But you've still got to work on that principle that you've got to put your base color on that color starts the ball rolling and then you put your intermediary colors on that changes the tones then you put your dark colors on now that procedure has to be followed religiously but you don't put under under colors in areas where you don't need them for instance you know around the mouth here we've got around the mouth area you don't put that color i was talking about in you put the darker color 610 635 with a little bit of black and that's all you use for that you don't put all the colors on are you with me very very interesting but this is one of the great mm. things about the video because the video will tell you all of that because i'm i'm struggling as i'm going along and people are seeing that and uh, i i don't hold back if i think it's it's worth saying i say it or if i'm struggling i'll tell them and that, so it's wonderful to see. Uh, it's wonderful to see that procedure and how I get to um, where I got to. But 
Uh, all in all, no, I was very pleased with this one. It's come mm. out well. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. I, I agree, totally. Um, as you say, the, the video will tell all, and that will be a picture that is coming to our website in the future. So everyone look out for that. Let's discuss, you mentioned this other picture that you were working on and you've taken a picture of me uh, for me and for everyone to, to show the process of you setting this one up um, ready to go. So we've got the the picture, reference picture, your outline drawing there set up on the sand coloured pastel mat. And is this the selection of pencils that you've chosen for this one uh, before you start? Absolutely. Now you see how many pencils are. I haven't counted them, but there's a lot there. 30 of them, probably. I won't use them all. But I don't know what I'm going to use. If you look at the lips, just particular, look at the lips. What colour would that be? And look at all the reds I've got there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, if you can include that pink. And then there's a couple of pinks as well for her on. Eleven, twelve. Can't yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of reds there, look. There's no way you're going to be able to use all those reds. So what you do is you start off by, by that, um, that one, that pink that you saw, right? you, you, you pointed out there, right in Chinese. the middle there, that, that lighter pink, that's the one. Now that is a carandash pink. I did originally, in fact, I think two along from there, uh, on the, going along to the right, that one, that is 632. Now that's usually the one I use when I'm starting a picture. But this time I wanted to use the other one as a start. Well, I, I haven't started yet, so I don't know for sure. But that would be the, the beginning of it. That would be the starting block. However, there is one other thing you've got to be careful of. You've got a sand-coloured paper here. So you, if you put the, that colour on there on the sand, it will become darker. The sand would have an influence on it, you with me? Mm. So therefore, you've got to put the white. Travel right along there to find the white. The white pencil on first, not very much of it, just enough to give you uh, like a cushion. Then the pinks go on, and then I haven't got a clue. I'll be honest, I haven't got a clue from there on. I, I would, I would see the picture. Look at the picture for the minute, and if you can close up on that picture face, can you do that? That's it, go right as close as you can. That's fine, that's perfect. So what colour would you use, Steve? And then to all our members, think about it. These are, this is what I'm going to face. I'd like to point out too, this is a picture that I'm going to use as a demonstration. If you want to do it, you're very welcome. But I chose it because of the skin colour. I thought it was beautiful skin colour. And the contrast with the hair. Now, if you look at that hair and you look at the skin colour, the two shouldn't go together. But it does. So how do you do that? Well, I'll have to, I'll have to find that out next week when I, when I talk to you about it. But those are the, that's the, the kind of difficulty you have, an artist has. He's got to have, have a, a compatibility. Now, a photographic reference is the actual uh, person and the actual colours well interpreted by the photographic um, inks and so on uh, if you were to see her in real life she probably wouldn't be quite the same as that but we haven't got uh, that to benefit of that we've got to see and be um, 
following the reference that we have, which is a beautiful reference. And the other thing about this is too, um, apart from the face and the lips and the and the hair that I've mentioned, you've also got a very, very attractive dress on. She's just got her shoulder poking out. And I found that very attractive. But look at those folds again. Now, that's again, we've, we've been talking about folds in the past. You've got to try to get those folds in. That material, it looks tricky, doesn't it? Doesn't... Oh, how about that? Yeah, it doesn't look easy. No. And again, you've got that, that, that contrasting with the skin. It works very well on the photographic reference. You try putting colours in there and maybe you've got to be a bit careful. Anyway, uh, and the other thing I'd like to point out too, apart from the pencils and the photograph, the sketch, there's more of that. Uh, I couldn't put it all in, I'd like to have done, but you can guess what the rest of it's like. But uh, the face is the important one. Now that is, I wouldn't say that's a line drawing. That is a sketch. Now, when you're doing a, a portrait, I would suggest people sketch it. Now, I, I did use square drawing, I always do, to start with. That gives you the line. But once you've got that, then you sketch over the top. Mm. Shade in a little bit where you need to shade in. Not You don't have to go overboard. As long as you're giving yourself the best possible uh, interpretation of what you see. Do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, and those lines can be covered up. They're not in light areas. <laughs> well, you know, in the past, and I've, I've showed you, the old, the old rubber, rub them out before you start. Don't get rid of them completely, especially over the eye area. You can imagine, oh, hang on, I've rubbed that out. I don't know where I am now. So what you do is you just erase just enough so that you can see it. Now you get used to, obviously, the hair. Uh, you've got no problem with that because it's darker. But over the face, especially where you've got the nose, the line of the nose coming down. Now on the uh, picture that you see uh, on photographic reference, there's no line as such. What there is is shading. So that line will have to go completely, virtually take that completely out. Mm. But not before you're starting to get the shading. You see what I mean? It's a tricky old subject, this is. And, and uh, this is why I'm doing it, because, first of all, I want to do it. I love portrait work, and I love doing it, and I get very involved in it. So you're going to see just how well I interpret the, um, the picture. But I think what I've tried to impress upon you here is how I begin, how I start my thought patterns... The pencils, I'm going to use most of them, probably. But I would think that looking at them, there's probably about 10 pictures, pencils I won't use. On the other hand, I could find, I get to a point where I think, you know, I need, an, I need another colour here. So I'll go through my range and find another one. There's a whole bunch there of Carbothello. You can probably pick a few of those out. The, and then the Carandash. Not many colour in this particular picture. I normally reach for the Greta colour, but in this case, there's not many. I, I can't see any at the moment offhand, but there probably is a couple there. So Excellent. I hope that helps, and I hope that's of interest to people. I'm certainly going to... I'm putting my head on the block because I've got to do it now. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's going to be really interesting as we revisit those areas that you said that you were going to be working on with with a picture in progress next week of seeing how you've tackled some of those areas or how you're getting on. I'm sure people are, are really going to enjoy that documented process. Um, so, yeah, look forward to seeing how you're getting on next week. Um, as always, if anyone has any questions, if we see comments come on YouTube, things that we can answer and help you all with, then obviously we will discuss those on future podcasts as well. Um, but in the meantime, we will leave you all to wait next week for uh, a work in progress picture from Dad. So thank you, everyone, for watching and for listening. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy the week. week.